Geek 14 podcast, and things are going bad, folks. Things are going real, real bad in Blue Jays land. Avery, what's up, man? First week, it feels like you and I haven't been in Canada together at the same time in like a month. That's what it feels like. Except for right now. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like this weekend's going to be the first weekend you and I are both in Canada at the same time. Yeah. So maybe that'll save some things, but not too many streams together. I've been still busy again and the team stinks out loud. It's like the worst combination of anything that could happen is going poorly right now. Like, I can't remember a stretch like this. Did they have a stretch like this last year when they were this bad? I, 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 like, even this is just I, like, I seem to try and forget these but this is just comically bad though like they're never in games like today fake comeback the 20 to 1 game that was awesome but it's just they're never really like it's just every game is just they're a dead dog that's what it's been like for the past like week and a half it feels like it's terrible 2 and 13 against the AL East opponents man 2 and 13 I don't want to do this on May 25th, but the division's done. Like, there's just no chance of it happening. You think? Ten and a half games back, and you've pretty much played the team that you need to beat. It would be monumental for the collapse to happen without getting ten games against the Rays. Yeah. that They're in a tough spot because I, I guess I the only – comeback i could kind of compare it to would be the braves the year they won the world series they were like 500 in may i think it was and something like that came back overtook the mats and won the division but no it's i don't think that's a crazy take to say the division's gone it, it, we're like la- we're in last place like it's not it's it's crazy you both are just not gonna win fucking so are we tanking for a third wild card are we going back with that narrative i had from last year because listen i think we might be tanking for first overall pick is what we're closer to than the playoffs no i i i still think this team's gonna make the playoffs i'm 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 gonna be overly optimistic with it i do think this team still makes the playoffs. i don't think that's a hot take um this is just a really bad stretch and honestly it doesn't seem like there is signs of getting out of this stretch there's no there's no start like when the starting pitcher is buzzing, the offense isn't there. When the offense is there, the starting pitching's not there. It's just this team is so out of sync. It's really, really, really tough to watch. And the only way we're going to save it is I will be wearing a full suit to stream tomorrow for Friday beers. I'll be going full but suit. You don't have to do that. You just have to burn your pants. But the, the you burning the pants didn't work. They they got murdered after they won the twenty to one. They got murdered back to back. I was I wasn't on stream though. Like it's we haven't. I don't think we've given it its run yet. Both of us on stream. We're back. I took the shirt off. No tarp stream. It's gonna have to happen again tomorrow. Yes. So I, it's it. I think it's the a, only thing we saw. The only light of the whole weekend, or sorry, the whole week series, was Hunjin Ryu throwing a bullpen. And God, he looks good. Eliminating late night eating, he looks all time. Something just, that Avery Shenya needs to take a book. Yeah, I just I, Ryu is gonna like. Can we just say he's gonna save the season? Let's just start that narrative. Ryu's gonna he save sh- the season in August. He should not have to pitch. Coming off Tommy John, he shouldn't have to pitch a meaningful inning for this team. But he might have to pitch <laughs> the most meaningful innings for this team, which is a nightmare. And 
shows how thin this fucking team is, dude. Why didn't it, why didn't anyone tell me that? When I was throwing out these takes that this is the most special Blue Jays team I've of my lifetime, that all this, all that, this team has no depth. Calvin Biggio is off of the bench, and he's their number two guy could, off the but bench. But we could have good guys like Barger could be off the bench. Horowitz could be off the bench. There is some they kind of haven't been great uh, in the minors right now. But there Horowitz is, has been, though. Horowitz hitting above 300. Sure, sure. Sorry. Maybe I talked it in my ass. But they haven't, like, pushed our major league guys out of spots yet. So that's kind of where I was at. But you could bring those guys up, and they have talent. We can't bring up Drew Hutchison to pitch for this team. <laughs> and that's where we're at. Bowden with- Francis. These all got, like... There is really, really no depth, man. Like got, none. I'm, so I, I was doing this the drive home by myself, like I always do, scrolling Twitter while I was driving. It was bad. I know. Don't recommend it. But I was thinking Nate Pearson should fucking move to the rotation at some. No, some dude. He capacity. his role has been so good as a, as a reliever though. Sure. I, maybe but, an opener. But if we, if we do Nate Pearson three inning starts, we're getting Alec Manoa four inning starts, and they suck. Yeah, that's a conversation that has to be had, it's, man. I, as I, as bad as it could be, if you do a, if you do a Nate Pearson, Trevor Richards, three three, get to the end, we have a better chance of winning that baseball game than throwing Alec Manoa right now. Do you think I'm wrong with that? No, I don't think you're wrong with that. I just it, it's it, Trevor Richards. I'm all in on the Silver Fox. He's so hot. He's he's so hot right now. He's buzzing. <laughs> He made Alquinoa look like a bum today. He comes in and gives you has pitched this. like a bum this season. He quite frankly has. I know he's not, but he has pitched himself into the allegation, sadly. And yeah. we can't get him out. He has to get himself out. There's no, I mean, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, it seems like. His slider is rat piss. His fastball is below 90, so they just spit on that. <laughs> it's terrible, dude. It's yeah, terrible. I'm trying to switch up the vibes. I'm wearing a Danny's Pizza Tavern hat. I'm I'm repping the boys. This is a great hat, by the way. Avery, maybe you could talk me into this. Maybe our YouTube viewers. Do I look better in curved hats? I feel like I'm a curved hat guy. Like a dad hat guy. Uh, I think you're a backwards hat guy. You think? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Okay, we'll, we'll play it. We'll get, we'll get the people to judge on that. But listen, man. It, this is... I don't even want to talk Blue Jays right now. I just want to shoot the shit. This is like... I, this is depressing. This is the most depressing it's been. And you know it's bad. When you got known positive guys saying we're fucked, we're fucked with the less eight with the ALE schedule where they don't play as many times. This is the time you gain ground on it. So now it's like, fuck, we don't play the Yankees and raise till like September. Now, what are we going to do? How are we going to gain ground on them? We got to hope they just slide 10 games, which God forbid the Rays at 37 wins are almost, almost going to clinch the fucking division. <laughs> now we got to hope. They take they go on these catastrophic slides like we just had, and we just never lose. That's what we gotta hope. It's impossible to happen. It there's no chance it happens to those other teams the way it happens to this Blue Jays team. This is the worst stretch at the worst possible time. If you against look against AL East teams, you're not facing like these good teams. You're facing AL East division opponents. This can't be happening. Well, and it's happening, and the Jays might be bad. Because it's it is tough to watch, and they're just being out. I wouldn't say it, they're not being out talented by these teams. They're just 
Other teams play way better baseball than the Jays do. They take care of the baseball on defense. Um, they execute at bats to score runs when they have to, and they get good pitching. It's like the three basic things of baseball. The Blue Jays have a tough time putting them all together right now, and it is ending up in a potential season-ending stretch in May. Which I'm is trying. I'm gonna try to keep it positive, right? Like the Jays have to win. Let's say what sixty-nine more games to pretty much essentially guarantee a playoff spot. Ninety-four wins, right? They got to win sixty-nine games, right? Uh, it, it's tough, man. This is this is a weird spot to be in because I know I made that tweet last year. They were 500 at the fucking All-Star break pretty much. Two games above, right? And they made the playoffs with 94 wins. It just sucks having to rely on the Toronto Blue Jays to go on Superman runs in August and September to make the playoffs. That's not how you're supposed to play. You're supposed to just play consistent all year. You're not supposed to just pray they go on this miraculous like 20 and 10 run back-to-back months and then make the playoffs. This is what you can't be relying on, man. That You can't be doing that to rely on making the playoffs. I just don't know where, how you fix this because there's no depth. This farm system is, in, no offense, garbage. Who are you going to trade to get like Ricky Tiedemann's the only trade chip. And he's hurt. Maybe Zuleta? Sure, but they're like pieces – and no half-decent franchise is going to take those pieces and make them into something that they want for an impact player. It's just not not a good situation. It's really not. It's really not a good situation. Like what, there's no impact piece that we can pick up for a fair deal, I think, with how our farm system is. Because they're not going to trade Ricky. The farm system would be close to the worst in baseball. Like up there and bottom, bottom six, seven, eight of baseball. You trade Ricky. Yeah, just yeah, I, I, it's yeah, it's uh, it's a definitely a tough spot because this is what we got, folks. This is what we got at the end of the day. Unless the Jays pick up Gary Sanchez off waivers because he's on waivers right now. I, I don't know how you can save this team. But listen. We know what this team is capable of. You swept the goddamn Atlanta Braves, bro. You swept the Braves. The best team in the NL, you swept them. And you're just like, it's so frustrating. That's what this team has always been. Last year was frustrating. This year it's frustrating. I just don't understand why this team just can't win a series, lose a series, win a series, win a series, lose a series. Like, it just consistently they'll just lose a hundred series in a row or win a hundred series in a row. It's nothing in but fucking tween with this team. It's nothing in between. How? Yeah. We can't fix them. I want to strap it up and just get out there. <laughs> and by the way, the people that are finding all these pictures and videos of me is insane. Like the pictures of me coaching at that clinic. I'd seen I, that picture before. Where, though? I've never tweeted. It's not on any of my social media. I don't know how they have seen this. It's got to be on, like, Facebook or something, dude. I don't know. But I don't I'd... have Facebook. Sure, but someone could, like, tag you in something, right? Maybe. Um, <laughs> the pictures of you were funny. The one of you hitting at school, the wood bats, if you, like, close your eyes, it sounded like a movie soundtrack with the way things were going on. Like I was old... putting on a show. Like an old school movie, and it sounded like someone was right next to the mic just pretending to hit barrels. Was I putting on a show, though? Are we ready to have that discussion? 
launch angle looking like fucking Vladdy ground out junior. Man. No, those were in the gap, Avery. Those were gap shots working middle other way. That's what I yeah, was no, doing. I did see a couple backside triples from you. That yeah, I was the buzzing cage. there, man. To go back, dude, and just just get to experience that. It, it would, oh, man, it would do numbers. It's like, this sucks because we spend so much time watching the Jays. I know we were at Blue Jays podcast. It's like 20 hours a week into the Jays, and they just play like shit, and you're not happy <laughs> after. It's like, why... Why do we do this? And when you're not, you're thinking about them. It's yeah, like it's that. Like, <laughs> I, it's like I, I'll go to bed happy when the Jays win. And I'm like, not that it ruins my day, but it definitely is like, I would have liked to see them win the game if I'm going to spend two and a half hours watching it every time. So that was tough. And the fucking day games suck. Can't really watch them that much. So that was You another... didn't miss much in your defense. I, know, I, I mean... was I was tuned in. And just every time Alec Manoa just fucking sliders in the other batter's box right down the middle. First inning kind of was wasn't even his fault that bad too. I thought. Well, Calvin Biggio error at second on like a, on the turf. I, I want to say this. This may be an old man take. You shouldn't be making errors on ground balls on turf. Is that a crazy take? They don't take crazy hops. You know, you like your baseball IQ can read where the hop is going. It's you automatically know where the hop's going to go. You shouldn't be making errors on turf. That's yeah, ball- a take that I will take to the fucking grave with me. Yeah, balls at you under ninety miles an hour. You probably should be making those plays. Um, it, I it, it sucks. It sucks as a Jays guy. How do you slump buster? Like, what are the boys thinking at this What point? the Toronto Blue Jays need is this, all right? They need... You're fighting that Zen hard, man. I'll take it out. What they need is this, Avery. They need is this. They need to just let it fly on a Friday night or a Thursday night in Toronto. or Saturday, I guess Saturday night would make sense, actually. A Saturday night, all the boys, if you don't go out, you don't drink, you're going out tonight. The entire team, 50 lads, Go to a bar in Toronto, get shit pumped, just not don't even think about baseball. Leave the wives at home, leave the kids at home, get the fuck after it, and just get mangled and play Sunday hungover. The, I I don't know personally, that's what I used to do. I used to play the best when I was hungover. Was that the same as you? No. No, I played horribly when I was hungover. The entire fall when I was raking, I was just hungover as fuck. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't I couldn't fight it that way. I th- I almost think that this flight that they're on right now from Tampa to Minnesota, they gotta get. They just they gotta get fucked. Is up. the easiest way to get blackout drunk. Like they have to stretchered off the plane. The whole team. That's what needs to sleep happen. on the plane. No hotel. You sleep on the plane and you sleep in your fucking sins that you've yeah. just committed this entire. I mean, last Eric 10 Swanson, days. JUCO guy, definitely knows a thing or two about sleeping on. Oh, a hundred percent. This is what I'm saying. It's just like the only way to save the Jays right now is by just obviously the, the closed door meeting, which is what we'll talk about in a second. They need to just have a morale. Go to a zoo. Go to a bar. Get after it with the boys and just have those fucked up conversations where you're just like, I love you, man. I love you, man. I got your back, man. That's what the Jays need. The Jays need a slump buster night where they just have, they go to a they go to the club bar, order 10 bottles, and just get shithoused. That's the only way to save the team and the only way to save the season because that's when the real conversations have. Maybe someone leans over to Calvigio and say, you got to be fucking better, dude. No. And I got to be better too. No, that's what I say. I got to be better and you got to be better. We both have to be better, but you're not pulling your way. You're supposed to be off the bench, guy. And maybe Manoa says, hey, guys, 
I'm fucking ass right now. I'm terrible. He's been saying that for a long time, I hope. Okay, but what I'm saying is they just need those drunk conversations, the I love you mans, the just where they're fucked up drunk, just looking at each other and being like, dude, we're, we're in, like, this is what we have here. We, we can't pick up anyone. We can't trade anyone. This is what we have. And you know what? John Schneider and Pete Walker should go out to. I don't recommend Pete Walker. No, Pete there. Walker should be the, the, the leader of this thing. That's what I'm saying. You need a guy like that. And I know, that, not to compare to hockey, but I was into spin chicklets. And what a hockey, like some hockey teams do, especially in the playoffs when the Blues went on that run, or I think it was the Kings, they would go out after every series they won, would get after it. Just get after it, not think about hockey, get after it, and just focus on the next series the day after. That's what the Jays need. I, this is what the Common Man podcast. I'm, Blair and Barker's not saying this. Blair and Barker's not saying the boys need to get absolutely shithoused, mangled, and just have some serious life talks with each other at 3 a.m. That's what they need, Avery. We've all been there. You and I have been in those conversations with people. Those conversations kind of rock, man. You just you you have those life chats. You're, I'm not saying to chalk up the depth like the white powder around a table and just fucking just not blink like Brooks Kepka and say I love you boys to each other. I'm saying just get drunk. Sit around, maybe just have an after party somewhere at an apartment or the hotel. Just rent out the hotel, like one of those conference rooms. Sit around a table and just have life conversations with the boys. That's how you fix it. That's the solution. And then when that doesn't work, what do we? Where do we go? Then they get into cocaine. <laughs> That's what disavow. We you know, disavow. but uh, yeah, no, I, I just think uh, the t- let's talk about the team meeting. What 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 possibly ha- does the Toronto Blue Jays lead the league in team meetings? I feel like last year they had a hundred. Yeah, hundred. The Padres meetings. should be having more team meetings than the Jays right now, but it's close. And John Schneider was the one who outed the team meeting too, which is really fucked up. Like Matt Chapman. I don't even like, think it's, it's like fucked up. It's just kind of kind of weird. You want to hear that from a player though. You don't want to hear that from a manager. Like you want to hear Matt Chapman say, "Yeah, we had a closed door meeting." You don't want to hear John Schneider saying, "Oh yeah, they had a closed door meeting and locked me out. I was yeah. waiting outside the locker room for thirty. In the middle of the team meeting, but who do you think? Let's 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 have some funny segment here. Who do you think took charge in that team meeting? You think let's go, Brandon? Who, by the way, Brandon Belt is raking, dude. He's in like three fifty this month. So it would have to be. I don't think it would be a an arm. I think it's probably Brandon Belt saying something, and it seemed like George Springer did these every time last year too. So you get two guys who have won. The only two guys who have won rings on this team? Yes. I think that's the people you have to listen to at this point. And it, coming from anyone else, um, just wouldn't wouldn't feel right, I don't think. Maybe Bo. I don't think Ma- Bo's that guy, though, man. I, uh, I also don't think so. Maybe Matt Chapman. But I think it would mean the most coming from uh, George Springer and Brandon Belt. But... So, okay, let's, because there's obviously always those teammates that are just not listening to the team meetings. I I, I might have been that guy. 100% I wasn't listening were. to shit. Maybe I was sometimes the guy that was like orchestrating the team meetings and no one listened to me. But who do you think wasn't listening? Like, do, you think Bobich, do you think Bobichette's there like, I'm hitting like 300. I don't give a fuck about this team meeting. This isn't for me. No, I Bo- think he kind of cares about winning. But Nate Pearson did not give a fuck about the team meeting. <laughs> Nate Pearson has been so pleased with how he's pitched. He's just like it. It's, it's a very a- individual sport with that. Like uh, the guys that didn't need the team meetings were probably not listening. I, I genuinely, 
And this is like a crazy question. Do you think during the team meeting, the translators are there just like in the background, just whispering to you say, or whispering to like Ryu, what they're saying? Like how, how do they approach that? Because that, that's, you know, I've never I, th been the I think they I think they, they classify in with the coaches where they're not in there, but it would be nice to have, you know, when you go to those big soccer conferences, like the UEFA ones and they have the earpiece. <laughs> I just uh, the the team meeting heard around the world because I don't know what much you could say. Like, do you do you think they're calling players out in this team meeting? Like, what are they saying, man? Because it's just such I don't a think sloppy they've gotten brand to, of baseball. They haven't got to the point where you need to call people out yet. I don't think. I know it's. I said that the season's over ten minutes ago, but I don't think you get to the point where you need to call people out. Because what what is fighting each other gonna do? At this point, right? But and who's fighting who, each other could help though. It adds who's really it. not pulling their weight right now. Uh Kikuchi and Manoa. Kikuchi. I love him. I love when he does well. He's bad. Okay, so like we can't is really... Kirk, I mean Kirk's been kind of buzzing. He hasn't really been pulling his weight. Three um, hits today. Starting yeah. to figure it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's kind of figuring out the plate. I will say that. He, so Everyone as a whole kind of underperforming at this time, but it doesn't feel like there's huge, huge holes in that. The other guys you can get mad at, like Espinal and Biggio, they don't fucking play. Varsho, though? Varsho is not pulling his weight. He's been. This is kind of who he is, though. Oh, is it, though? Is it? Is he? Is, what is, is he is hitting? This, is he hitting? He's hitting 214. And he hit what two twenty five last year. It's quite yeah, but he was hitting home runs last year, and he was doing stuff against left handed pitchers and stuff. Sure, and like how this. many like, how many home runs does he have right now? Four. Dalton Varsho, seven. Kind of on pace for yeah, what he did last that's year, a good man. Point, man. Fuck. So yeah, as, I guess as much. It's kind of like we need to figure things out together, but it's the small things that they said they nipped in the butt in the spring. Right. Which they just don't do. It's like bad base running, bad defense again. And when that shit spirals on you in games, you can't fix it right away. It's like it's always a mindset thing. It's how you go about your business. And in in an area like this, you just got beat by a team who is way more fundamentally sound than you were in the race. And does more right and does uh more things the right way. So we couldn't couldn't hold a runner to save our lives today. How do you not fucking know that you're slow to the plate at this point of the year? The, what sucks is with this, and I'll say this, this is going to reflect on Alejandro Kirk, I'm afraid. Because it's going to show on his stat line, they went seven for seven stolen bases off him. Yeah. That, but we, That's we what sucks. Sure, but he's a catcher. Like They've dealt that your whole lives of people just getting mad at you for not being good. But you look at the numbers, he's not fast to second base, and he doesn't have a great arm. So you got to be quicker. Like Alec Manoa is half the time big leg lift guy. Give him a chance. They were reading that. They were stealing bases off Alec Manoa, not Alejandro Kirk. Luke Rayleigh stole a base. And he was a, he, in his stolen base, it was one of the few things I like really saw today. That I was like, what is that? It was a hop, hop sprint. And he was off. Like he had read that off Alec Manoa all day. That's, that's not a stolen. But that's base what good Kirk. teams do. And I feel like we've lacked that with the Toronto 100%. Blue Jays. I mean, Luke Rayleigh does have five stolen bases. I think it's um, the broadcast said, so it's not crazy. But again, you look at catcher pop times, Kirk closer to the bottom. Um, 
we look Danny Jansen. Okay, he's thirty second out of catchers in their pop time average pop time, and we go to Alejandro Kirk, forty second out of fifty six catchers in pop time. Not great. It's so if it, you don't it, give him the chance, it's like AJ Burnett esque. And they stole so many bases when AJ Burnett was a Blue Jay just off of him. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. What do you do? How do you fix? Like, okay, let's let let's go into the Manoa discussion. What do you do with Alec Manoa? You put him down a triple A. Like, how, he needs he needs triple point, A, Avery. He needs triple A, dude. He almost but, needs rest than he than he needs triple A. Like, how does arm fatigue set in this quickly? You've lost a mile an hour without without bad development, an injury, or just a change of something I don't even know. He needs like. He needs Dunedin more than he needs Triple A. I, I don't. I. The thing is, is like we've discussed earlier in this podcast. There's no depth to be able to send Manoa down to Triple A. I guess you could do a bullpen day with Richards and stuff like that. Richards, Pearson, all those type of guys. But if you're doing a bullpen day with Richards and Pearson, then you're taking two guys out of the bullpen, Avery. You know, I can't it's a, pitch. It's a night. It's a nightmare. But we've we we're doing bullpen games twice through every turn of the rotation now. I mean, Kikuchi gives you four, which is okay. But Manoa's not giving you ton of a length at all. So, I mean, I'm gonna look at this New Hampshire. At some point, you just gotta take a risk on someone and hope they can get out. I know our, uh, Zuleta. I don't know how old is Zuleta. Do you know his exact age? Is he tw- is he twenty? 20- 24 25 like Zuleta it just it it sucks because these prospects right usually when a prospect comes up for a team like a guy like Bryce Miller or all these other guys they're not put in there to just be like we're a hundred percent like relying on you now to pitch for a team to get us out of a hole they're not doing that like the next guy that gets called up for the Jays it's not do or die but it's like if you don't work out we're fucked right yep but yep. can you put Manoa in AAA though? Will that help? Will, like, what could he possibly do down there that will help him? That's he's the question. Not giving, that I have. He's not giving this team a chance to win. So it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? I mean, I don't. There's no one that stands out, Avery. Like, say, Clawfancy, maybe Jimmy Robbins, guys. They're like, fuck, man. There's no, there's no one we got here. Like Chad Dallas just got called up to Double A. It's it's tough, man. It's, it's tough not to great. watch. It's not great. Like, who do we even have in Triple A? Drew Hutchison, Thomas Hatch, um, uh, Bowden Francis. It's just these guys that it's just man, fuck, bro. I <laughs> looking at the Toronto Blue Jays drafts, the first round picks like John Harris from Missouri State, like what. The, who, where's this fucking guy? TJ Zoic's not even on the team anymore. Logan Warmuth's not on the team anymore. Groshon's not on the team anymore. Alec Manoa's just turned into a bum. Austin Martin's not here. Gunnar Hogland, no idea what that dude's doing. Brandon Barrera, obviously that was last year. That's obviously way, still, way too early to still uh, talk about <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. But there really isn't any organizational depth. Then you look at teams across, like around the league, like the Orioles. They got Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall, all these guys coming up. The Rays. Every single guy the Rays call up is just a 99 mile an hour flamethrower. That's nasty. 
there's no guy in the woodwork besides Zuleta and maybe Tiedemann, or obviously Tiedemann, that you just can't be like, this guy is going to come up and compete and be fine. If the Jays call up Drew Hutchinson, fuck, I, <laughs> I'll be miserable. He's terrible, Avery. Yeah, he's quite literally terrible. Um, yeah, it's it's a bad spot to be in. I don't know how you shake this up. I don't know what you do, but I, I I'm obviously under the impression now that you have to do bullpen game for Manoa's starts. You have to. It's not it's not benefiting this team right now. It's if it, it's it's a massive detriment to this team to have Manoa starting every five days. He walks six guys in outing, Avery. Six. Like, He's averaging every... six walks in outing. His whip is almost two. You're averaging two people on base in the inning. And he's his pitch count was at like 60 after two today. It's not great, man. It's not great. But let's go into the positives now, I guess. Let's go into some of the positives. Brandon Belt, I know we talked about this earlier. What a resurgence from Brandon Belt, man. I mean, this guy has turned into a guy where he was hitting in the four hole and obviously competing with it. This is a guy that we were ragging on. It's time to give a guy's flowers for this. He's hitting in his last 30 games. He is 29 for 89, hitting 326 with an with 11 RBIs and a 434 OBP. His last seven games, he is hitting 368 with a 520 on base percentage, Avery. We're talking about depth. This is a depth guy. This is a guy that you could platoon, flip-flop with Vladdy at first, DH, all that type of stuff. This was – give Ross Atkins – this was a good signing as of right now. And he is not even – John, it's not even like – depth we desperately need him now to fucking drive people in and do his job so it's not like a depth piece he is in a very very important piece to this team right now yeah which we which we kind of signed him for so i'm glad it's paying off i it was a tough start to his tenure as a blue jay showing up late to camp barely playing his spring training games and then sucking at the first month it's like maybe we should have just shown up a little earlier and we would have been okay brandon He's he's doing what he's brought here to do, and that's hitting. And with Flatty a little bit injured, him playing some first base, defense has been fine. So This I'm is happy. the tough thing, Avery. This is the tough thing. And I know, obviously, like I said, we're going into the positive and stuff like that now. The Jays are playing like this as the healthiest team in the American League East. No shit. Right? If, if the Blue Jays had injuries, like the New York Yankees or the Tampa Bay Rays have injuries, we would be fighting with the Oakland A's for worst in baseball. <laughs> Like, imagine this team if George Springer went down. Or, like, I know George Springer's like a, an injury guy. Or Whit Merrifield went down, right? This team would be – you would have to every single day start Espinal or Biggio, right? That's when, that's when you call up Addy. That's when he he's like, okay, we need you to figure it he's out. He's injured, here. though. Sure. But and Witt's not injured, so we don't need to worry about that. But I'm saying that's when you take a chance on a guy that you need some upside from because you're not getting it from Espinal or Biggio. For sure. For sure. And then, I mean, another positive I want to discuss is a guy that we've ragged on for over a year on this podcast, rightfully so. Jose Barrios is all the way back, Avery. Jose he's, Barrios he's is really, all, really good. He is really, really good, and he has really figured something out, man. I mean, this is a guy now where... In my mind, I'm okay with him starting a playoff series. This is a crazy stat. So his last seven games, he's three and two with a three ERA and a 1.13 whip. 39 strikeouts in 45 innings. This is the guy you traded for. This is the guy that I was positive about in the offseason that I knew what I said he would come back. And Jose Barrios, his pitch sequencing, 
where he's locating his pitches, his mindset on the mound, he has been fucking incredible for this team. Him, Bassett, and Gossman are lights out. I tweeted their stats today. Um, and for the people that don't know, I'll um I'll pull up their stats here. So between Kevin Gossman, Chris Bass, and Jose Brios, they've thrown 185 innings, 71 earned runs, 345 ERA, 22 home runs given up, 190 strikeouts, and 49 walks. This is what you need from your top three guys in your rotation. And what makes it even more sick is this team is barely above 500 when your top three guys are giving you this type of production. That's what makes me very mad. Seeing a production like this and the team not winning games with these guys. That's what makes me really mad about this. Yeah, so when we talk about Jose Barrios, he's decently unlucky so far this season. So his ERA, 4-2-2. Expected ERA to this point. He's given up hard contact uh, pretty early on this season. Expected ERA four nine two, but then you go to FIP feeling independent pitching three seven five. So if your FIP lower than your ERA, good. That's those are good signs for you going that way. And then X FIP of three seven eight, so pretty similar. So having an X FIP lower than your ERA, really good thing as well. And he has a batting average of balls in play of three um, three thirteen. So two years ago when he was really good that season, he threw one hundred ninety two innings and had a batting average of balls in play of two seventy seven. So that's like a nice little 40-point swing where you could go and you have some things going his way as well. The second fastest um, average fastball velocity is this season for Jose Barrios. A lot of good things coming of that. The pitch mix, kind of similar to last year, forcing fastball down a bit and the uh, sinker up, and that's what we thought would fix him as well. And he just seems to be out of the middle of the zone. I trust him when he goes out there. Me too. And, I think, it's I think a- that's the biggest point of being uh being a Blue Jays fan or being a fan of a team it's like hey he's going to give us a chance if it's bad it's bad but i trust that guy to go do his job every 5 days and the thing is with Jose Barrios is like this is a guy in my mind now he gives me the same vibes as like a Bassett or a Gossman where i'm like all right before a start day for he's going to give you five or six solid innings and he's going to give you a chance to win every single time he steps on the mound right now so it's a positive, man. I mean, this is a couple things that we can look forward to once the Jays start winning again and going on these runs. Like, they, I mean, obviously it's a team of runs. It sucks to say, but this is what they are. This is a guy that you can kind of piggyback off of, especially having Gossman, Bassett, and him going back to back to back. So, it and that's who's pitching this weekend. You got Gossman, Bassett, and then Barrios going. Uh, probably the best thing that could possibly happen. And who, who are the Twins throwing? Uh, like, if Joe Ryan's in there, we're cooked. <laughs> it's Lucas Varland. Is that his name? I made that up. Louis Varland. Yeah. Um, Louis. Pablo Lopez, who struggled this year, and and uh, Bailey Paul Lopez Ob- hasn't struggled this yeah, year. Yeah, three ninety That's not good for Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez. That's pretty good. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but th- these are three matchups that you should win. You have the advantage in th- all three of these matchups. Yeah, Ober's been Ober's been okay. Louis Varland's been actually pretty good in but his outings. compared to Gossman, though, it's like it's night and day, right? That's hundred the percent. So, they're not the same caliber yet. Yeah, so that's my thing, man. It's like this is this is a series that you should win. There's no excuses. You have the team meeting. Wipe away the series that you had in Tampa, which I don't even honestly, I don't even want to go game to game and talk about this. Two errors on Monday, absolute disaster class. It's just, it's terrible. And another thing that I want to address is, can we please stop with the, can we please, please, please stop 
with Don Mattingly to fill the shoes of John Schneider. Don Mattingly's managerial winning percentage is 0. 0.483. 0.483. What the fuck is he going to do? So he, I think the obvious thing was he's the manager of the Dodgers when they were great, and there's a reason they fired him. Yeah, for a if he was a good manager, manager, Don Mattingly would have been there fucking forever. And he is quite literally able to help this team every day. He has an impact on how they game plan or what his responsibilities are. He already has a piece in this. It's not going to change if John uh, John Schneider is out there. If he cared about what he would do, he'd give tips that he thought would help. And if he gives them shitty tips and they keep losing, hell, it's kind of on him too. There's no reason for him to be. There are so many managerial openings have passed since uh, Don Mattingly was last a manager. There's a reason he's not a manager. And this is another thing. Don Mattingly had five straight seasons with over a five a 500 winning percentage, and his winning percentage is still below 500. That's how bad he was in Miami. Rightfully, well, that, that might not be his total fault. That might not be his total fault, obviously. But I'm just confused. On I mean, he went. This is how bad he is, Avery. He went 92 and 70 and got fired. Yeah. 92 and 70 and he got fired. What well, what is he gonna do? Yeah, that's tough. Like I, that, I don't know. It's just it, it's such a lazy, lazy thing. Oh, bring in Mattingly. No, then you'll want this guy fired. John Schneider has a massive leash. A massive leash after what he did last year with this team. Massive leash. And yep. it's just, yeah, it's just so dumb. And then I'm just hearing people say, like, there's no urgency, all this type of stuff. Listen, these guys are trying, obviously. Is their effort good? Like, is there is them trying good? No, they've been playing fucking terrible. But, like, it, this is just sometimes how it could crumbles. And if this is the Toronto Blue Jays team, it, it breaks my heart to say this. They're just not good, Avery. That... They're, this, they're still a good base. They would be what? Leading the AL Central? But that's a weird thing to gate. I, I also the, think that the AL Central is pretty fucking bad. But the team in general is not bad. They play in a historically good division. And they aren't, they aren't competing at the top of a historically good division. Which has now put them at the bottom. The way the Orioles are playing. And the way the Rays are playing. Even the Yankees. Not, not fucking normal man yeah the yankees like five games over 500 now we're only one last place crazy how how everyone close your eyes i have a tough stat here the (laughs) toronto blue jays strength of schedule for the remainder of the season is fifth in baseball hardest uh it's 5.12 strength of schedule it's fifth i don't know if (laughs) Combined winning percentage a high strength of schedule is good for tanking. Oh, never mind. So they have the fifth easiest. No, that means it's good for tanking. Like you're playing oh, okay. good teams. So yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays have the fifth hardest strength of schedule remaining um, for the end of the year. And the Tampa Bay Rays, where do they rank? They should Tampa, be up there too. 11th. Yeah. So it, like Baltimore has the third hardest, Boston four, then Blue Jays five. Remaining strength of schedule, well, then Yankees seven. So it's yeah. all you think because it's it's they're playing all those division games. That's why. So it's like that. This is the easy games, like easiest opponents for the Jays so far. They have the Oakland Athletics six more times, the Royals three more times, White Sox three more times, Nationals three more times, Reds three more times, and the Guardians seven more times. So 
the like those are games you're gonna have to like now they've put themselves in this position you're gonna have to sweep a decent amount of these series or win a decent amount of these series to give yourself a chance i just hate the fact that now everyone is just optimistic and stuff like that saying they're gonna have to go on a run like they're gonna they did in august september i hate that i hate relying on playing 666% winning percentage baseball to make a playoffs. Why can't we just do this the entire year and just play consistent baseball? I'm not, not every team plays consistent. Obviously the Braves struggle, stuff like that. The Rays struggled a little bit, but they get out of it really easily. It's the thing that separates the teams are, is the Jays don't easily get out of struggles when they lose. It just continues to snowball and they don't stop the snowball. That's the tough thing with this team. That's the, that's the, that's the difficult and hard thing for us as fans to watch is when it rains, it pours with this team. There's no stop. Like there's no two game. What it could be is that the Jays win the series this weekend against the twins and then beat the brewers. That's when it's like, all right, they show they can kind of bounce back from it. But this week and a half, man has been terrible. It's two, two and 13 against a least opponents is the worst record by a landslide in the, in the division. The Red Sox have a better better record against opponents in the same division. This is bad. This is real bad. It's a hard, hard hole to get out of. And if it, it sucks, but that's where they put themselves in. If that's they, they did this to themselves. They quite literally did nothing we can do about it. Now it's kind of a look forward spot. Hopefully you can put it behind you and play some better baseball. But I think what almost makes this series more frustrating is Tuesday. You mean they didn't what? score twenty. They scored twenty runs. They really scored what eleven runs before, um, before Luke Rayleigh came into the game, and that happened. But that's going to inflate all the numbers for like another month at least. Yeah. Um, just because of that one inning and how many home runs they hit there. But it's like, how can a team go from scoring eleven runs to feeling like there's no way we can score? Let's forget McClanahan and think more Eflin because McClanahan is arguably a, the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. He's so you knew they were losing that one. That was a mismatch, right? They should have. Yeah. Kikuchi they, versus they, him was a mismatch. But then, but then you look at Kevin Gosman, who seems to be in a mismatch every time he pitches and he, and loses. he fucking gets no run support. That's another thing that's really been pissing me off with him and Bassett and these guys. But another positive I want to bring up. And I noticed this the last couple of appearances, popcorn boys back, man. He looks really good. <laughs> His last seven games, five innings pitched, one earned run, 0.88 whip, eight strikeouts in five innings. His last 15 games, 4.26 ERA, 1.34 whip. That could obviously go down a bit. That's a guy that's elevating himself. And the tough part about that is, is we have a guy on the rapid decline in Jimmy Garcia. Yep. Where are you at with Jimmy, man? He He's not throwing his fastball. I don't know what he is doing with his pitch sequence. He's not playing the hits, as the guys say. I, I don't know what Jimmy Garcia has been up to. He's looked terrible, man. He has looked yeah. so bad. I haven't seen some of the blowups live. I've kind of gone back and watched some of them. But we can look at some of the pitch mix here because he throws that fucking weird cutter now. He has – his. okay, this is just to get people understanding. Okay, so he had a great fastball last season, right? I I did a pre -season. Historically, historically, yes. It was the best – I believe it was the best pitch in the Blue Jays' bullpen based on run value from – baseball savant so he took a pitch that was great and he threw 44 percent of the time now he's throwing his fastball 33 percent of the time why 
I have no clue, dude. And, and this is a thing. This is for the listener that don't care about the baseball savant and the fan graph stuff. In his last seven games, he has a 9.53 ERA. His last 15 games, 6.59. His last 30, 6.35 ERA. This is not going to cut it from a guy that you relied on heavily last year. Right? It's just not going to cut it. It's terrible. But you, but you can... Yeah, you do need him, but if you replace him with Bass and the low leverage we've used Bass in it, we haven't really worried about the bullpen that much. So if they can kind of replace um, what they've done for them and Bass is the seven guy, I think you are you can be okay. You want Jimmy to be good because he has a fastball that can get out big league hitters at a very substantial rate, and we saw that last year. So it is weird as to what has gone on so far this season, but if Bass can replace that production – think we're in a fine spot yeah yeah that's a good point i yeah we'll see it's just jimmy garcia man it's a guy last year where every single time he came in it was just like this guy is incredible this guy's absolutely incredible he's gonna blow heaters by you every single time his name was jimmy heaters for a reason yeah 100 so let's go into another thing here that i wanted to discuss uh john schneider um, today he made a catastrophic, I don't know what in the flying fuck you are doing. Base is loaded in the ninth. Your team is pushing to come back, right? Pushing to come back. A guy is up that your front office traded your number one prospect for and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. for, and you pinch hit Ernie Clement with the bases loaded in the ninth for Dalton Varsho. What the fuck is that? And how does that help a player's confidence who's struggling? Avery, who does that? That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That's another thing with Schneider. I don't know why he tries to do these galaxy brain moves. (laughs) Just let Dalton Varsho hit. Why do you do this, bro? I mean, yeah, he's got a, Varsho's got a better chance than Ernie Clement to go deep. And you got to trust the guys that you're giving those spots to. How is he going to learn? With a D-backs team that wasn't really good last year, he hasn't been in situations that often where it's like, okay, that might be a wrong take. He's been in major league situations where there's pressure on him, but you're playing different baseball when you're chasing playoff spots, I think. Yes. Um, and now let's put him in those big situations. So when you get to the playoffs, big at-bats, we've kind of seen that. And I guess a ninth, like a ninth inning at-bat at the Trop at a fucking day game really isn't a big spot, but I think the team knows um, how important that game was based on the team they're playing, not the people in attendance. So for sure, it it doesn't help him progress as a baseball player, taking him out in those situations. And we fucking lost anyway. So what was good move? But what, what move does it do to put Ernie Clement in that situation? A guy you just called up two days ago, who has like a career 700 OPS guy in the big leagues. It just, such a clusterfuck of a situ- of a weird thing to do. I I don't get it. I I don't I don't get what like. Do you think Varsho's looking at that and being like, man, what the fuck? Like, why why would you pull me here? Like, just let me hit. We're down six one. Like, let me hit. Right. Yeah. I got. I have no answers for shit like that. Just such a dumb. I like that's some of the things that really grinds my gears, bro. I, I just uh, it, it's still it, it it's been tough. It's been a tough. It's been a tough couple of weeks to watch this. I'll be honest with you, man. It's been not great. So um, let's go into the breaking down the twin series. Let's go. Uh, let, let. Blue Jays dad will be in attendance. Uh, <laughs> if Blue Jays dad saves the season, I'm going to be pumped. Yeah, and you owe have... him an apology. 
If they don't have to give him his credit when it's due, he's 100% going to tell people he's Blue Jays' dad. Spencer showed me he has merch. I might have to look into buying that merch. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But um, like I said, his pitching mis- mismatch. This is the bounce back. You're facing a team that's in a catch-it division. Obviously, good starting pitching depth. They've looked really good, the starting pitchers for this team. There's no excuse to lose this series. There is no excuse to lose this series. I I will be livid if they lose this series. I'm going to say 2-1, man. I, it has to be 2-1, Avery. It has to be. Yeah, Minnesota the last two weeks and on the season, second highest strikeout rate. So I feel like it's a good spot for our uh, for a couple gambling men to take some over strikeouts at some point. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll go. If it gets to the back end and Yuan Duran comes in the game, it's it's over for this team as don't see Oh my that. god, that guy's a freak. You see him throwing 105. 104, man. And he throws splitters or splinkers, whatever the pitch is called, that at a hundred miles an hour. I just don't want to see him face the Blue Jays. That's my personal <laughs> hell, dude. And we don't get to face the best pitcher on the twins, which is nice. And Joe Ryan has transformed himself into a top of the rotation guy. Yeah. So I'll go 2-1 as well. We lose the Pablo Lopez game. Yeah, I'm going to say 2-1 as well. Um, I'm excited to see the three big dogs pitch a series, man. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, get your jobs done. I'm excited for that. So uh, it's, it's almost horrible that we lined up Manoa 1, Kikuchi 5 in hindsight because those are back-to-back days you're working your pen to the ground and say Gosman doesn't pitch hundred and. 10 pitches you're playing from behind with the bullpen three days in a row potentially yeah, yeah for sure that, that we'll see i'm gonna say 2-1 i'd like to uh, see 2-1 as well but I, what i want to see is just hitting hitting a runner scoring position man that's what i want to see just the ability to do that so um yeah let, let's go from there and obviously expect us tomorrow full uh Suit stream, bounce back, Friday beers. Maybe we'll turn it around. The first Friday beers in a while, actually. So um, good to be good to have the band back together for that. And uh, any other words, Avery, for the people? No, like let's let's keep a little bit positive here. And uh, that's all we could do is put on a, a sweep. A sweep this weekend would would bring me back. I'll say it. That's all we can do is put on a brave face. That's all we can do. Love you guys. And uh, gate 14 forever.